Love is in the air. Welcome everybody to the OnlyFans Football Podcast. This week we discuss all things League of Ireland in the build up to the Friday's big kickoff. We discuss the Super Bowl halftime shows that we love. And we discuss all the action from this past weekend's Premier League football and midweek. Man United were bad. Liverpool were good. Man City were good. And that, 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 that's all really. And Cut of the Week returned. Yeah, hey! Enjoy the show. Be sure to follow on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube. Take it easy. I spanky senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese when you go to your topless. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goop, lad. He has the goop, lad. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that. We're Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stug were that good. This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye to many times before. Welcome everybody to the Only Files Football Podcast, our Valentine's Day special. Cran, how are you today? What the fuck happened to your phone there? <laughs> Siri is my Valentine. Oh, shout out to Siri on, on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it is Siri, a... Siri, will you be my Valentine? Oh. Uh, she didn't answer. Serious though, welcome everybody to another episode of Serious. the <laughs> Serious. <laughs> To another episode of the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 23, the Armando Brogia, and, of course, Cran, our League of Ireland preview. You're a bit under the weather today, Cran, so it probably will be me talking more than you. But other than that, how are you? How are you keeping? Fine. Head cold. Head cold. Sipping on them, sip. With a, with a Baraka. Yeah. Recovering from Super Bowl last night. <laughs> yeah, it's been alright. I've been alright. All week. Always. I've had a cold, mm. so it's been very. I'd say you're at the end of an hour. It's been you? a rough week. I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, how are you, Adzi? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. I oh, am. Yeah. We were actually cran. You did. You didn't mention it. You didn't mention it. But we were in um, Tommy O'Gara's. Oh yeah, yeah sipping yeah. on Guinness on Tours Even you're all right on Tours Even. Mm. Could have been. It could have been the Guinness that put you over the edge. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, but um, yeah, good weekend. I, I went to see the new Jackass on Saturday with the lads, and it was painful. I mean. I mean, painful looking. It was a good film, funny like, but it's typical jackass humor, you know. No Bam, which I, I missed, I have to say. I don't know if you know Bam. The little fella? Um, I, I, He's short enough, I suppose, yeah. yeah. But he's usually a bit of a mad bastard. Like, he does the, the worst things in it. But yeah, he wasn't in it. But yeah, and then took a hand yesterday and got, got prepared for the Super Bowl, man. The Phenom. The Phenom guy. Christian Pulisic. The Premier League. The Premier League. Yeah. Um, that was, I, I didn't really enjoy the Super Bowl. But the halftime show was alright. Uh, no, see, it's the only entertaining part of it. The rest, 
is just people throwing an egg around uh, a pitch for like four hours. Like I can't watch that. Well, I mean, I I, I take offense to that because I actually do enjoy. It. So uh, so the Super Bowl is kind of like a Champions League final, in the sense of. Don't even put those two things in the same uh, It's definitely up there. Oh, if you were no. to talk big sporting events, I'd say Super Bowl would be top three for me. Champions League, World Cup and Super Bowl. I just don't get three. it. I don't get the hype. It's yeah. it's okay. Like. And to be fair now, last night was actually a bit of a dud. <laughs> it was, the la- last night's game was a bit of a dud. Um, because literally the Bengals, good side, but it was, if, it was as if it was too much too soon. Mm. Joe Burrow, very good quarterback, but it was too much too soon for him. And then the Rams. The Rams were at home, like you know what I mean. They got the look of the draw. They're at home. Um, they had the fucking what? What were they called? Was it West Coast rappers on as well at halftime? West Coast. You know what I mean. So they fucking had everything going in their favor. And then <clears throat> OBJ went off injured. Big Mo Salah vibes against Madrid. <laughs> at that point, I wanted. I I was worried that the Rams weren't gonna win. I was genuinely worried. But then um. Yeah, they, they look, they won in the end. So that's the Cooper Cup, shout out to him. What a name. Cooper Cup. I was going to ask you to come name it the Cooper Cup just for his name alone. I don't mind. I know, sure. We call we called him the Broja. Broja had a good weekend. Or Broja, or Broja. What, what they call him on BT? Mando. Mando. Um, but yeah, halftime show. What did you think? I, I felt a bit underwhelmed by now, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it wasn't great. Mm. I thought they were all very old and out of breath. Mary J. Bloyd shouldn't have been there. She's not a rapper. Mm. You know, you bring out loads of West Coast rappers. She's a 90s sort of pop star. She couldn't sing, man. Yeah, she couldn't. She was in the bitch. <laughs> I don't think she sang the first song. And then the bit that she did sing, she just she was awful. Like. Yeah, and then 50 Cent, more like fucking 50 euro to size him. <laughs> <laughs> he put on some weight, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, I can't say much. 50, come here. <laughs> if you're 50 euro, I'm 500 euro. It's all good. But like, he, oh, he was out of breath. Yeah. And I felt bad for him. I actually did feel bad for him because he was good. He was like, 50 Cent's good. I thought a lot of them were like they were they were miming the lyrics. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I think Fifty Cent was singing because you could audibly hear him out of breath. <laughs> I think, I don't think Eminem was rapping. Eminem wasn't rapping. Um, Mary J. Blige definitely didn't sing the four song. I thought Snoop was was rapping as well. I don't know about Kendrick Lamar because I don't I I think he was, and then I think Dre was as well. So I mean, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad by but but the reactions get online. Like the reactions get it's like oh this is the best halftime show ever. It's like. It's not though. It's not really though. Especially when you go through all the ones throughout the years. Yeah. And that brings us on to <laughs> <laughs> um, of course our icebreaker last night was um would it be in Super Bowl week weekend, Super Bowl Sunday for this week's icebreaker. We what? wanted to know the only fans faithful favourite halftime show. Cran, I'm gonna start with you before I get on to everyone else. There's only one answer here for me. It's Shakira and J Lo. Shakira, the most, Shakira. The, mo- mo- the most fun 15 minutes I've ever had. <laughs> and you don't need to know the rest. Adzi. Oh God, get God. into it. You fucking, you break me heart, John. <laughs> um, yeah, we had to say anything. We had loads anything. of shouts. We had loads of shouts for J Lo and Shakira. To be fair, so you're not alone. We have a show from Keen Moore, and we watched this actually before we recorded. I wanted to show you, yeah. but you said you too. U2's performance was fucking great, man. Yeah. Wasn't it? It probably was the best performance. Yeah, I mean, it was... Take away everything else. So, basically, U2's halftime show came in 2002, February 2002, which was obviously the first Super Bowl post 9-11. And they only played two songs. For for the second song, they put up, like, all the names of the people who were lost in 9-11. And it was really poignant. Like, it was actually really lovely. And um, 
so yeah, you two with a great performance there. Jerry said Prince. Now, I wanted to show you Prince. I didn't see Prince. But I didn't want to annoy you either. Because yeah. I know you're a bit under the weather. But Prince's <laughs> one's very good. Prince is, you know I mean? Purple Rain. And it rains when he's singing it. Purple so it's like, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. <laughs> and then it's just lashing. It's actually quite moving. Oh. But um, Ian says, Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Didn't see it. But again, another good one. That was really good, I think. I think it was Bruno Mars's performance. And then he brought Red Hot Chili Peppers out. So it's a bit like the way Coldplay, we looked at the Coldplay one as well. He brought Bruno out. So it was like a bit of a switcheroo. Bow, 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 bow. Californication. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you know, that that was like being in the room up there. I'm not going to lie. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. Shut up. I'm going to go with, and it's probably recency bias. And I've been no, I've been no sham to like everyone knows I like the weekend, um. And his performance last year was great. Last year was great. I can't speak, and um, it was in front of nobody though. There was like five thousand at the game because COVID was riddled, Ugh. and it was just it was a bit sad. And I'd have loved to have seen him do it in front of a crowd because I say I've been a good horse. But yeah, that that that'd be my favorite. Oh, that is a good one. Mm. Yeah. So moving on now, um, as we said, started a massive episode of the podcast will you stop sipping on that crap please <laughs> the people can hear you sipping Lemsip and Barocca and anyways over edition this week we have we're not, we're not going to talk too much about the midweek games because there's a lot of games there's yeah. 18 games to cover there and uh, to be honest with you I didn't watch any I didn't watch them all No. and Chelsea won the World Cup so we have to talk about them as well we of course we have Euro Trash Euro Treasure and in our bumper get it out this week we will be previewing the League of Ireland is that okay? Oh no. My knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I hope I don't fall. And we have, obviously, of course, we have Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. So we'll kick it off midweek games, Cran. Um, Newcastle 3, Everton 1, West Ham 1, Watford 0, Burnley 1, Manchester United 0. Or Manchester United 1, even, sorry. Where do you want to start there? I, I was a big fan of Wakehorse during the week. Yeah, sure. I watched that game, so we'll start with that one, I suppose. Mm. Um, Weg horse by name, horse by nature. What an absolute human being. He was very good against United. <laughs> he was very good. He what? was, he was good. See, his hold up play was very good. Mm. That's something I noticed. He'd come back in, in uh, Burnley's half and he'd mm. get the ball and he'd, he'd sort of uh, distribute it yeah. on his own. Like. And he was very good at holding the ball up, I found. And I think yeah. he's a player where I think if they can get him firing, which I know it's difficult for Burnley as it is. If they can get him firing, I think he'd be a real threat. Like I can see him having a good season for them. And you see, you see him for the goal. You see him for the for the goal they scored. It was all about him. You know, he came short for the ball, sent Harry Maguire back to Sheffield United, Obam into Rodriguez and one one. And you know, it'd probably be a bit aggrieved because they were very good in the first half. But again, it's it's Manchester. You know what I mean? It's Manchester United, and that's what that's what they seem to be doing lately. I don't. I don't think they've improved much under Ragnit either. If I'm no, honest, um, like you talk about bringing in Unsacking Oli or whatever. I thought when they brought Ragnik in, it would improve, mm. and I thought they'd start getting results. But right now, they're still outside the top four, and the teams ahead of them, like West Ham, aren't that good. Like I was watching them yesterday, they're poor. Like but they've gone really poor recently. Um, the likes of Spurs as well are rubbish. Um. Mm. Arsenal are maybe the only ones that can get top four ahead of them, I think. Yeah, Wolves have been playing well recently and they're kind of in and around that, but I don't think they'll get top yeah. four. Um, Newcastle 3, Everton 1, Cran, it was a good result for 
Eddie Howe's men against Frank Lampard's everything and Trippier very good yeah Trippier has been and he scored again the weekend we'll touch on that in a minute but his performances have been really good since coming in and it's a sign that Newcastle needed really Alan Sam Maxman as well ever since yeah. they brought the new signs and he's been brilliant I mm. think yeah um, he's definitely been playing better and yeah Trippier he's a good right back to be honest with you I, I'd have him in definitely the top Six or seven right backs in the league. He is. He's, I, I, he's a quality player. Like, he's, like he's a better. He's better right back than what United have. He's mm. better than Dalot and he's better than Wamsack. Just for argument's sake, I, I'd have him, and even for everything, Dave Coleman. I'd have. I'd quicker have Trippier ahead of Coleman as well. Well, there's a reason he's getting England caps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, absolutely. Um, West Ham won. Watford nil. Jared Bowen again. He just can't stop scoring. He's a goal machine. <laughs> but yeah, good result for West Ham in the W Derby. <laughs> who got the dub in the end Yeah. Wednesday night's fixture saw Man City beat Brentford 2-0 Norwich with a one-all draw at home to Crystal Palace stop laughing Tottenham losing 3-2 at home to Southampton and Aston Villa drawing 3-0 with Leeds Crown where would you like to start we'll start with City yeah another easy win for them I don't think I watched this game but I believe Ivan Tony was out mm. injured Ericsson still hasn't came and came mm. on yet I, I'd imagine that's going to take a while yeah, I think you'd have to build a bit of, but, uh, a bit of trust up, maybe. That, that's know. an easy one for City, and this is what I'm and talking about. Do, you know, do you know what, right? Sorry if interrupted you. Liverpool beat Brentford 3 0, I think, good week. Brentford are shelling themselves, man. I'm kind of annoyed by them, I'm not going to lie. I think they're in trouble. If, yeah, potentially. If you look, uh, I think there's a few relegation teams that still have to play Brentford. And if you look at those games, they could easily leapfrog them and put them in trouble. Yeah. So. I think Brentford are on the cusp of being in relegation trouble. Yeah, I, th- I do think with City as well, That's those games are made so easy for them. Mm. Um, and we've seen Southampton play them a few weeks ago and they gave them a bit of a game or whatever. But yeah. I don't think enough teams give them a game. Yeah, and even even the home the home fixture against City, Brentford really performed well. But look at they just they just went out the races. Norwich won, Palace won. Um, it was a bit of a Wilfred Zaha show again. Um, missed a penalty scored a goal his goal was lovely as well yeah curled into the top corner Tottenham 2 Southampton 3 it's happened again fuck's sake it's happened again what a what a result for Southampton it's happened again what a funny funny result yeah I actually seen a video (laughs) I think there was a Spurs fan in the crowd I think I sent you this TikTok and he's like Emerson don't dive in don't dive in and he and he dies in he's like oh for fuck's sake Everson you idiot <laughs> um, yeah well, what do you say Spurs they were 2-1 two, two up in the game like that flick the switch Southampton were 3-2 up yeah I was like what in the name of Jesus is going on Spurs get a goal late on to make a 3 all Stevie Bergvine but he was offside and to be honest with you I think that performance there against Southampton dripped into yesterday's performance which we, again we'll talk about in a minute but Spores are a shambles, honestly. And they're getting so many chances to go yeah. top four. And they've just mm-hmm. bottled it every time. And that's just Spurs written all over. Yeah. Giorgio Cellini was right, wasn't it? <laughs> it's the history of the dot, then. Um Aston Villa three leads three. What a game of football. I was actually this was actually a game I was watching. I had so I was flicking between the two, but this was the game I was watching. What a game of Barclays. What a game of Barclays. Classic game of Barclays. <laughs> the David O'Leary Derby. I think Villa will be punching themselves, to be honest, because Leeds haven't been any great shakes we've talked about Stevie G a lot on the podcast and probably been outperforming teams in general um, even against United they were very they could have got, got a win against United but in fairness to Leeds they showed great great goal great comeback and look at 
three all away at Aston Villa isn't a bad result at all. Yeah. In a game that um, they were two 0 down as well, by the way. Move on to Thursday's games real quick. Liverpool two, Leicester nil, Wolves nil, Arsenal one. The Tommy O'Gara. Uh, Tommy O'Gara derby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a good win for Liverpool. I was really happy with you. You were watching it with me. Yeah. Um, and Le- Leicester are so poor. Yeah, and sort of with Liverpool fans, less of uh, making signs for Salah saying welcome back, you know, after two weeks or something, Mm -hmm. calm down. But uh, other than that, a good win. Jota in this game was the, uh, what would you say? What, the MVP? Yeah. And he he definitely, in in terms of the game, his position is unbelievable. Yeah. His position for the first goal, a header, um, or not not a header, top end, Van Dijk heads it in, uh, Schmeichel saves, but Jota's just there to tidy up to finish it off. And that, that's what you need, though. You know what I mean? I think I love Firmino. There's a lot of different things that Firmino does to Jota. But Jota's positioning is second to none in the Premier League. I think he's the second top scorer now at the minute. Um, and the second goal came from... Been a nice play by Luis Diaz on the left. Cuts in. Gets it to jo- Joel Matip. He nutmegs the defender. And Jota smashes at home. Nothing Schmeichel could do. And yeah, look at Good win for Liverpool. Yeah. Um... I think Schmeichel did well to keep him in the game as well. Yeah, I watched. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. I did, simultaneously, Arsenal Wolves was going on beside us. Yeah. And that looked mad because Arsenal were holding on for dear life against yeah. Wolves. And they, they managed to do so. I think Martinelli got sent off in the 60th minute. A bit of a mad one as well. I think he got sent off in the one instance for two yellows. Yeah. Which kind of... I, I don't think I've ever seen... Like he, essentially, he, he committed two fouls in the one bit of play. And the reference, right? Well, there's one yellow, there's two. See you later. And I've never, I don't, I can't remember ever seeing that. Um, nearly cost them the game, moment. Yeah, and Gabriel put them in front as yeah. well. Um, I think that that had a hint of a foul by Lacazette on mm. the keeper, from what I've seen. Yeah. And um, it looked like he kicked the keeper's hands, but I didn't really think it was. Now I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I thought the keeper. I thought they just came together. Yeah. Okay. Again, a good result for Arsenal on the road, and they will fancy themselves for top four. I'd say. I think they're most likely at it now. Yeah, potentially. With the consistency. Mm-hmm. United aren't consistent. The others aren't consistent. Mm. Arsenal are all the best for them. Yeah. Uh, move on to the weekend's games, baby. Move on. Manchester United won, Southampton won, Cran. Will I run through all Saturday fixtures real quick? Yeah. Brentford nil, Palace nil. We're not going to be talking about that. Everton 3, Leeds nil, Watford nil, Brighton 2, Norwich nil, Man City 4. So we'll start off with United Southampton. I don't know if you're looking at this, but man, I, I can't get over how poor United are. Like it it's I know I know teams have fallen off over the years. Like Liverpool thirty years to win the league. Arsenal haven't won the league since I think two thousand and four. Like these things tend to happen. But this this fall off it feels like I don't know how to describe it, it doesn't feel like there's there's a way out of them. Yeah, it's a big rebuild. You know? I think yeah, United have all sorts of issues. Uh, but I think the main issue right now sorting the structure around the club out first, mm. getting rid of some of these these prima donnas like the likes of I don't know Pogba, people that are causing trouble within the club. You yeah. need to get rid of them first, and then get the people that actually want to play for the club. Bring in a good manager, and then you can start building towards the future it shouldn't be a rebuild though should it it is a rebuild no I know it is but it shouldn't Varane, Sancho and arguably the best footballer to ever kick the ball Ronaldo and they find themselves marooned drawn games 
against Burnley and Southampton. Now, albeit Burnley and Southampton good on the day, they were very good on the day, especially Southampton. I thought they had a few chances where they could have won it. I just think like even losing to Middlesbrough last week, like th- these are these are results that are consistent at the minute. We you know where they're going to go up, then they're conceding, and then they can't get back into the game, and then they're sh- almost struggling to see the game out. Like they're a team with real, they've got real pedigree in the team, but it feels like a lot of them when things aren't going their way, they they just blame the manager and like Roy Keane says, you know what I mean. If they can do it once, they can do it again. They've done it to Oli. They've done it to Van Hal, Mourinho. Like, this is a consistent thing. And yeah, it is a rebuild for sure. But I feel like, just the state of United at the minute, it shouldn't be a rebuild. Leeds 3, everything nil. Or fucking hell. Everything 3, Leeds nil. <laughs> um, yeah, good win for Lampard. I watched a bit of this game. Everton played some nice football. You know? Um, they're playing some good stuff. Nice fluid stuff. Um, but I think yeah the players are playing with a lot of freedom in Lampard I think they had 20 shots on target something like that but they had less possession um, and Leeds didn't really have a sniff which was strange because usually the team with most possession gets more chances mm. that didn't happen in this game if you look at the XG as well I think that uh, Everton was miles ahead so uh, the good XG <laughs> the, <laughs> the only chances Leeds really had was the Rodrigo two post hits yeah and Leeds were quite poor in the game mm. I don't think everything created a whole lot though either apart yeah. from apart they from had the... 20 shots oh did they yeah mm. um, I didn't know that um, yeah look a good result for, for everything I suppose Leeds aren't, aren't, aren't great at all anymore I'm not going to lie no. they're really they've really fallen out of form but you know beating, uh, beating Leeds at home isn't for everyone as Villa now <laughs> and CBG yeah, come here. CBG went to Everton the other week and beat him so I don't think he's too worried about that um, Watford nil, Brighton 2 um, and the only things I, could, uh, I thought of when I was looking at this was Emmanuel Dennis and Ismaili Sarr need to get the fuck out of there they need to get out of Watford man. they need to go the, the clubs were reluctant to let them go like the club Watford didn't let Dennis go to the AFCON yeah and they were reluctant to let Sarah go. So first of all, the treatment of them is awful. And they're playing for a club who are just, they're a bit rotten-like. It's just, this is their tour de manager this season, isn't it? Yeah, I feel sorry for Roy Hudson. It's a, it's a, I don't know what to call it. It's a task that the best of managers wouldn't be able to, to complete. Like, Yeah. I'd love to see Big Sam and see what he'd be like, but, but he's just a bit of banter, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a horrible job to have. To be Imagine the final straw, sack Roy Hudson, yeah. and then bring in Big Sam. The final boss, Big Sam Allardyce. <laughs> We've said a lot in this podcast. We said about Norwich. We said about Newcastle going. They're going down. Guarantee Watford are going with them. If Newcastle still go down, it'll be Newcastle, Norwich, and Watford. Because Watford have just been awful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Speaking about Norwich, four 0 loss at home to Man City, and Raheem Sterling was on. Fire! Very good in the game. I do think Norwich, oh, they're just like, they're back to their old ways, aren't they? Yeah. Losing the and to be years. fair, I think Dean Smith has given them a bit of hope. I think before he came in, they had no hope. And since he's come in, they've, you know what I mean, they've played better, obviously. <laughs> a bit of hope. But they're not great shakes either. And um, moving on to sun, the Sunday game. Du, 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 du. Liverpool won, Bournemouth nil. Newcastle won, Aston Villa nil. Spores nil, Wolves two. Ooh. Leicester two, West Ham two. 
Um, we start off with Liverpool again. I just took that it's version of the, like, it's fucking hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck's sake, Liverpool, yeah. Um, again, another good win away from home. Woo, wakers! <laughs> if everyone oh, was a like, smoker's cough. <laughs> Do you want a glass of water? No, I'm not. Sure? Do you want a glass of water, Cran? <laughs> do you want a, no, do you want a glass of water? No. Burnley nil, Liverpool won. If ever there was a game that encapsulated the Burnley vibe, it was that yesterday. The oh, weather. Yeah. <laughs> the weather, the the playing surface, how they played. Oh man, it was an awful game. It was a terrible game of football. Why good, was it on the telly? Good result. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Good result for Liverpool. I'm happy with the performance. Um, there was this thing on match of the day and I, was, I said it to you yesterday where they're, they're showing Burnley's chances that were offside essentially it makes it look like Liverpool played worse than what they did where in actual fact Liverpool played an offside trap multiple occasions and every time Burnley went into the trap they got caught they got caught in the trap and they had a chance a half chance but it, it's irrelevant if he's offside you know what I mean so why are you showing an irrelevant chance is essentially what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, because Liverpool were dominant. Like, and there was not one minute yesterday where I thought Burnley were going to score. There was not one minute like where I was saying to myself, oh, Burnley, you know, they might nick something here. Even, so Weghorst had a chance and it came from a Liverpool corner and Salah picks the ball up on the, just outside the box and Weghorst clips him, takes him down. Atkinson goes, play on, play ball, off you go. Weghorst goes up the other end of the pitch, shoots, and it was going wide, but Trent clears it. Now I'm I'm one hundred percent convinced that if Veghorst had a scored scored there, they'd have given the penalty. So that would have ruled the goal out, anyways. But he didn't, so they just went, Ah oh, fuck it, it didn't matter. So Liverpool won the look, forget about it. You know what I mean? It was kinda of like brushed under the carpet and yeah. um, Fabinho gets the goal. Fabinho's been immense. Five goals in the year twenty twenty two. Five more than what Ronaldo has, which is a bit which is funny. Um, but yeah, look a great performance from Fabinho. Um, and look, if we keep keep winning games, if we keep winning games, we'll definitely be up there towards the end of the season. I think Burnley as well, from a Burnley perspective, I think they're going down, 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 down. No, no, I, no. I no. hope not. I hope not as well. But I hope not. I think, I, they I, are. Think, I think they've pulled off the transfer the window mm. in terms of getting rid of Wood for twenty five million and bringing in Veghorst, who's much better than Wood, and I'd like to see them stay up. Yeah. Um, Newcastle won Villa nil. Another win for Newcastle. Mm. Trippier again, and another win safer from relegation. I think they are doing well, and the signings have come in and have done well. Um, Chris Wood still yet to score. I think. I I think that was a rubbish signing. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think it's an awful bit of business. Um, I think Gramarez will come good. The more minutes he gets, um. Yeah, that that's that's it really. Good good win for Newcastle and Villa can feel aggrieved, I think, for the Watkins goal. I, I, I that was onside. That was yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Um this fine margins bollocks in the Premier League is exactly what I said, it's bollocks. Well, how can it be how can it be offside if he's that close? You know what yeah. I mean? I don't oh, it's get not, that. It's not offside at all. But yeah, good win for Newcastle. Spores nil, Wolves two. Hugo Lloris, man. What an awful goalkeeper. Boy, God. Did you see the goals? I didn't see the goals. Two goals were... So, the, for, the first goal was... A shot comes in from uh, Podence. And he opts to punch the ball... Rather than catching it. Which he could have easily caught. Punches it straight to Raul Jimenez. Top corner volley. One nil towards. Second goal passes it to Davies. The pass is awful. Puts the team under pressure. Wolves score from... I think it was Podence actually scored. 
or no, it was Dan Donker that scored. And he just put them under pressure. And for the rest of the game, Spurs were all right. They they put pressure on, but Spurs they, Spurs, they could have been there for the whole weekend and still not scored. It was just one of those games. Um, one point I want to raise really quick is Harry Kane. Five goals this season in the Premier League. It's February and he hasn't had an injury. Wow. That is amazing. There's a trend out with Spurs losing at home. 3-2 to Southampton. 2-0 to Wolves. If you're a home fan there, you'd be absolutely fucking feeling it. <laughs> Especially the result they had against Leicester. Yeah. You know, coming back in the last minute to win that 3-2. Um, obviously away from home. But yeah, look, it is what it is. Leicester 2, West Ham 2. And Craig Dawson. I say he's lied with that fucking handball because he literally punched the ball into the net, didn't he? <laughs> it was a Superman punch. That's yeah. what it was. I, I can't believe the goal stood. I, to be honest, I watched this game, or a lot of it. I think West Ham were rubbish. You know, I actually think Leicester were, were the better team, and they probably should have came away with three points. But I thought all were. it takes, all it takes is a is a handball, and you're too off. I thought they were both shy. To be honest, they're both shy. I thought they were both. I actually thought it was a really bad game of football. Like two yeah. alls. Like you look at two alls, you're like, geez, must have been great. But um, yeah, good, good result for West Ham in the end. And shout out to Graham Sunez, by the way. <laughs> Real quick, and we don't we don't actually want to touch on this because like let, let's be real, right? You shouldn't need two men like me and Cran to tell you not to abuse animals. You shouldn't need like I mean, the general population wouldn't be hitting animals. But Graham soon as um before the match kicked off, talking about the court Zuma incident with his with his cat, which obviously I think he kicked the cat and he, he slapped it. Which you shouldn't need us to tell you not to do that. Yeah. You shouldn't be taught. You shouldn't have to be. Told not to abuse an Just like you shouldn't have to hear Graham Sooners. Yeah, to exactly, it. exactly. But Sooners <laughs> said, um, Sooners, while talking about it, decided to. Um, it was as if he was he was talking about someone getting a bad goal ruled out or something, or a goal ruled out unjustly. Serious problems. He just goes, he just goes, if you're looking at that video, the cat's done nothing wrong. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, but, but Graham, so you were telling me if, if the cat did do something wrong, does it deserve, does it deserve a smack? The answer is no. Don't fucking hit animals. Just don't don't hit them. You know what I mean? There's no kind of... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I was looking at the video. And that cat hasn't done anything wrong. So he shouldn't have been hit. And shouldn't well, people hit well, them? What are you on about, Graham? You know what I mean? <laughs> You're looking at that video. The cat's done nothing wrong. It's a serious problem <laughs> Oh god, but yeah, that was the week that was in the Premier League. Goal of the week. Oh fuck. <laughs> Goal of the week. I'm gonna give it to Che Adams away in Old Trafford. It was a prime Thierry Henry esque goal. Did you see it? Lovely finish. Yeah. Um, and it, I've seen Henry do that many times in the Premier League, and it was it generally <laughs> reminded me of Thierry Henry. Yeah, I'm gonna give mine to Mape. Oh, I don't yeah. have seen seen Mape's goal against, against Watford. Against Watford. Yeah, lovely volley. Fellas hit and miss. Our God of the Week, Cron. God. God of the Week. I'm going to give it my God of the Week to Kieran Trippier. Yeah. For his two free kick goals against Everton and yesterday against Villa. I'll get, well, I could, could go Laurie's as well. I'm going to give my God of the Week this week, Cron, to uh, Raheem Sterling for his hat trick against Norwich. It's, I mean, you have to be there to score the goals, and he was there, and City haven't got a striker. So for a player like Sterling to be contributing a hat-trick is very good. And I think he got Premier League Player of the Month in December as well. So 
he's he has been on good form for City this season. Yeah. And yeah, just just good form from this week. But um, moving on now, and it's it's been a while. This fella Ronaldo is a cod. Our call of the week this week is <laughs> Harry Maguire, and I think he's. A, I think this is his second offence in call of the week. I think he's been cut of the week before. He's a double offender. He's a double offender. He's a double cod offender this week um, for his performances or lack thereof against Burnley and Southampton, respectively. Um, well, to Weghorst, absolutely unbelievable performance against Maguire um, on Tuesday evening. Sent him back to Sheffield United, as we said earlier, with his assist. And then the game against Southampton, Brogia absolutely tore him asunder. Harry Maguire, he turns like a rusty gate. Moving on now to Euro Trash versus Euro Treasure. We'll start with Euro Treasure. Your Euro Treasure, Adzi. What are we thinking? Um, my Euro Treasure this week, Cran, and I had it on the Instagram last night. My love for Atalanta has been proclaimed on this podcast many a time. And they had a great game last night with Ju- Juventus. It was a really, really good, interesting game of football. Juventus started with Morata, Vlahovic and Dybala up front. Oh, what front three. It was, lo- it was a really good front three. And then Muriel and Bogo up front for Atalanta. And it was just a really good tense game of football and it was like it was like a game of chess to be honest because both teams were trying to systematically break each other down and in the end it was Juventus doing more of the pressure on the end but a goal a goal cran oh this goal oh my god Jesus wept from Malinowski of Atalanta free kick I don't know if you've seen it left foot oh the grace of God for this goal oh, my wait. god it was beautiful goal man I'm, I'm swearing to god um, free kick for Atalanta but I'd say about 40 30, 40 yards out rolled out to Malinowski and Malinowski just smashes it with his left foot well bam top corner um, Juventus got the equaliser in the end deserved because they were very good in the game Danilo with it the Serie A race title race by the way I don't know if, if you know this AC Milan is really heating up it's, it's, it looks really nice at the minute so AC Milan won ahead on 55 points ahead of Inter who were on 54 Inter with a game in hand though and Napoli find themselves on 53 points in third. So it really is heating up down there. The battle for fourth is quite good as well. You have Roma in seventh on 40. Lazio on 42. Atalanta on 44. And Juventus on 46. So it's all up for grabs there. Juventus are going to make a title charge. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I remember my prediction at the start of the season with Atalanta to win the league. That will definitely not happen. <laughs> but um, I hope they get Champions League. A good club like Atalanta. But yeah, you're, you're a treasure crown. My Euro treasure comes from the league that shan't be named. <laughs> and uh, it comes from Atletico Madrid versus Getafe. Goals from Angel Correa. Two goals, actually. And uh, Mateus Cunha. As well as Borja Mariol and Enes Unal mm. with two penalties. Yeah. Three all after half time. Mm. What game football? Yeah. And then. There was a red card for Felipe in the 58 minute. Iglesias down to 10 then. And then a goal from Mario Hermosa wins the game for Iglesias. And it was a lovely goal as well. It was an overhead kick. It was a good game of football to be fair. It was, it was, it was. Euro trash, Adzi. More Euro trash, Cran. Favourite time of the week. It's a hint of Euro treasure in this now, I'm not going to lie, because it comes from the Portuguese league. 
but it came from Porto to Sporting Lisbon to and I, I say it's Euro trash and it's I mean it is and it isn't because obviously two all good game um, but the game had five red cards in it five red cards in the game Sporting Lisbon took the lead through Paulinho and then made a 2-0 through Nuno Santos in 34 minutes Porto got one back quite quickly after with Fabio Vieira making it 2-1 Sebastian Cuartas then gets sent off in the 49th minute second yellow card and Sporting won another cosh and Medi Taremi for Porto made it 2-0 but here's, here's where the controversy comes um, in the 90 plus 10th minute so more than 10 minutes that was on Tabata Joao Palina <laughs> Augustin Marquezin and Pepe all sent off within the space like there must have been a big brawl or something I didn't actually see it I'd say Pepe was poking eyes out or something was he didn't, yeah didn't know that fella yeah he's a mad fucker but um great game of football I think they were all sent off when the, the match was over <laughs> so there must have been a big brawl after the game it just looked like the crack to be honest didn't it you know what I mean it looked like good laugh it's like a night out in town I said <laughs> <laughs> but yeah good, good, um, good Portuguese football there if you can your yeah. Euro trash my Euro trash comes from the Bundesliga and it comes from a team called Bochum otherwise known as Bochum I mean if you love your burritos we all but they ended up beating Bayern Munich 4-2 but Bayern lose and that uh, I, I wouldn't say it reopens the title race but there's six points between them and Dortmund and it, I think Bayern will still end up winning it but Good game in the Bundesliga, considering mm. it's such a, I feel like, a one-sided league. I feel like Bayern Munich do this every now and then. Yeah. Get smashed every now and then, so everyone goes, Oh, as is nine Farmers League. You know what I mean? It's not a Farmers League. You know what I mean? When it is, essentially. You know what I mean? And I, it's very easy to say that. Like, Man City currently sit nine points ahead of Liverpool, so I can't really say much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do get the feeling that this just happens randomly every now and then. So everyone goes, ah, the Bundesliga is great, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, it's not really. Yeah. Considering there's, what, 18 points between first and fourth. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. We move on now to our Hall of Fame segment. Valentine's Day themed. Valentine's Day sponsored. Okay. I don't know, is it? No. No? All right. Capitalist propaganda. <laughs> sponsored by capitalist propaganda. <laughs> we move on to our Hall of Fame segment. I am nominating Paracetamol. Oh Jesus Christ! <gasps> well, for for helping you not be no. Sick. Hold on, let me. Uh, go on, go let's on. go back to the start, what? the eighteen hundreds when people started using it. All right, okay. And we You've got back research the... in this room. <laughs> no, I'm not going to show you. <laughs> but I just finished some lovely uh, Lemsip uh, with a Barocca in it, mm. and I have to say, Adzi, throughout the last few days, I've been feeling awful. Um, terrible, terrible. waking up with these awful sort of head pains and stuff like that I take a Lemsip with a bit of honey and it just cures that feeling so it actually sounds really nice it, it cures that feeling of of, uh, of stuffiness and mm. sort of not feeling well within myself so I'd like to thank the good people of Paracetamol and the good people of Lemsip for helping me do through these last few days mm-hmm. by giving them a Hall of Fame nomination yeah that's fair enough, Cran. And to be honest with you, you kind of caught me off guard with the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I didn't really know what to put in, so I'm going to put in this um, Yankee Candles Home Inspiration Sugar Blossom Candle that I got my mouth for Valentine's Day because she loves candles. And it, it fucking smells delicious. I'm not going to I don't know if you can smell it. Can you smell it? Oh, wow. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that again. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna give my Hall of Fame this week to uh, Yankee Candles Home Inspiration Sugared Blossom uh, Sugar Blossom Flowers is what I'm giving it to. My Hall of Fame this week. I'd say there's antioxidants in that as well. As yeah, well, as, well as lemon fragrance in every born is what it says. A beautiful, what would you call it? A beautiful confectionery themed Hall of Fame. Yeah, for the day that's in it. Did you ever see that Chris Eubanks video? Yeah. Like, <laughs> would you like a sweetie? <laughs> These are stupendous confectioneries. <laughs> right, Cran, moving on to the main feature show this week. The return of the Premier Division of the League of Ireland returns this Friday, with the first game being Shelbourne against St. Pat's on RT, quarter kickoff. Um, this is going to be a bit of a, a dummy's guide, Cran, to the League of Ireland, because you have me, who is a profound dummy but a League of Ireland enthusiast a League of Ireland fanatic and yourself Cran who's a bit of a what, how would you class yourself Cran? Uh, a novice a novice yeah um, yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try our best now to preview League of Ireland real quick quick shout out to uh, the Barcelona's podcast who I, I took part in a League of Ireland preview with them the other day but this is gonna be our own preview now Cran and it's gonna be a di- bit different because we have got me who's big fanatic of the league and we have yourself who you like you, you don't dislike the league you do like the league you appreciate you appreciate it for what it is you're a bit of a Bowles fan I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna I'm put not, words I'm, in your mouth I, I wouldn't be a, f- a fan fan now I'm not gonna claim to be like all the other fans mm. but I'd be partial to Bowles because I live near the area yeah the local the local team yeah yeah. No, that, that's fair enough but we, we will start off Cran because I did I did put up a box on Instagram so the kind of main topics we're going to discuss now is the Premier Division winners, which is probably quite predictable. I'll get on to it. Which teams will get Europe? We have who's going to finish in the bottom and the relegation playoff. We have players to watch, Cran, as well. And we're going to we're going to say why we love the League of Ireland, Cran. We're going to kick off alphabetically and we're going to go with the team that first comes up on me notes. And that, that's Bowles. So we're going to talk real quick about Bowles. We had a bit of a, a season last season where quite heartbreaking to be honest you know what I mean it was a tough season for them obviously the cup final they lost on penalties Keith Ward missing the final one they lost in Europe again Keith Ward <laughs> missed the chance to kind of help put them through but I think this season for Bowles and anyways it's probably about getting back on the road they finished fifth last season in the league they had that good cup run of course which was very good for them and then the European one which again memories to last lifetime and again we'll get on to that after a while but looking at their team, they, they, they'll probably stick with James Talbot and goal. For me, Bowles' main problem this season, Cran, is the lack of defenders. Now, they brought a fella in from, from I think he is Irish, but he's playing in America. Um, Jordan Doherty from the Tampa Bay Rowdies. He was living in, living in America. <laughs> he was living in America. They brought in Grant Horton as well from Cheltenham, who I'm led to believe is a good defender from Ian. Ian said he's a good player. And then obviously, the likes of Tyreek Wilson, a left back, a very good player. He moved then on into midfield. They have JJ McKernan from Wofford, who was led to believe, who I'm led to believe is, is a prospect, a very good talent. They have Jordan Flores Cran from Northampton. Um, he was with Dundalk. Chris Twardek coming back from Slovakia to Oh, he's the go. He is a good player. The Phenom guy. You have Liam Burt as well. Obviously, he's 23 with Bowles last season. Another good player. And I think I think probably one of the one of the players to look out for this season for Bowles is Dawson Devoy. Midfielder, very very technical. I'm not gonna lie to you. Someone told me he's gone to MK Dons, and whoever told me that is an absolute spooker because yeah. he's not an MK Dons, is he? I don't see no. him MK Dons. Not yet. And anyways, now obviously, like th- these things could change, maybe in the summer, but not not right now. He's not. 
Then you look up front, they have Ali Q, Promise Amateur, and then Junior from Dundalk as well. Junior was with Dundalk last season. He's a good, prolific striker. And Ryan Cassidy, young man from Watford as well. The Bow squad, I, I feel, is very attack heavy. I think they have a lot of potential to, to just blast teams out of it. They lost uh, Lions as well to Rovers. Rovers, yeah. So they, they obviously they've lost Chris uh, Andy Lyons, isn't it? Yeah. Andy Lyons to Rovers. They lost Georgia Kel- Kelly, Georgia Kelly to Rotherham, and then Ross Turney to Motherwell as well. Um, and Rob Cornwell went back to America. Hailstorm FC is what they're called. Oh my! And then obviously um, Buckley's gone as well, and Keith Ward went to to Dundalk. So there has been a lot of ins ins now. There has been a lot of overtour for both. Um, I, I do think going forward they'll probably be one of the best teams in the league to watch I would worry about them defensively but I don't know what, what you think um, from my very limited knowledge <laughs> I think they're probably looking at the same season they had last season sort of floating around mid-table yeah potentially um, I don't think they'll do much like they can't compete with the likes of Rovers and that who have like investment yeah. uh, going into them you know what I mean like that's yeah. It's not the model balls. It's Rovers. It's Rovers and Derry this season that have that have the investment. Obviously, yeah. Rovers have the best team in the league, but Derry got a lot of investment this season. I, I think. I, I think going forward, they can have no complaints because looking at the squad there, it is a very strong squad attacking wise. You know what I mean? And I think a player like Dawson the boy midfield has so much potential. He has a lot of potential. I just think they'll probably struggle at the back. It could be. It could be a long season for them in in, in that way. But look at. The likes of Dorothy and Horton could be very good coming in. You, you, you don't know yet. It's, it's a relative unknown. But yeah, it could be, could be a good season for us. We'll move on, Cran, real quick. Right. To Derry. I've never been to Derry, but I've watched Derry Girls. Um, Derry Girls is a great series, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Derry have all the investment this season. So they're getting players. Will Patchen from the dock last season. and um, Brandon Kavanagh, Cran, um, coming from Rovers. He was with um, Bray last season on loan. And there was a game in Tolkien that finished 3 all between Bray and Shells. And he was out of this world. He was absolutely immense in the game. And I'm, I'm glad to see him get a big move to Derry. As I said, all the investment there for them. They brought in Michael Duffy from Dundalk. Which is a big, big move for them. 27 years of age, Michael Duffy. He's, he's been a bit of a League of Ireland stalwart from the, for Dundalk. Very, very good player. And then Mike Smith from Pats as well won the cup last season. It's a young Scotsman. Um, this is a really good side, Cran. And these are players that real pedigree. And yeah, Derry could Derry could really go. If anyone's to challenge Rovers, spoiler alert for anyone listening, Rovers will probably win the league. If anyone's to challenge them though, it is Derry City. We move on to Drotter. And Drotter could be in a bit of bother. They lost manager Tim Clancy to uh, Pats recently. Course, there's a whole scandal going on there between the dark pats. I don't really want to get it, is funny, but I don't want to get into it. Essentially, Stephen O'Donnell was the pats manager, pats won the cup, and then he left pats to go back to Dundalk and took a lot of pats players. But so there's a bit of controversy. But Tim Clancy was the man who pats took away from Jotland, anyways, as manager. So they have Kevin Dirty as the manager now, former Shells boss and former Shells player. Mm. Lovely fellow, I've met him a few times, lovely, lovely guy. A big player gone out from him. I think we mentioned that on the podcast recently. Is James Brown, right back for Drogheda again? He used to play for Shields. Um, he's gone to Blackburn, and Drogheda got no compensation for him, no money for him. He went over on trial, and obviously Blackburn took him up, and they haven't replaced him really. And if you look at the defenders they have, it's not looking too good. 
to me in any means. I, I, I don't think they I don't they don't they don't strike me as a team defensively who'll be that good. You know, Dane Massey at the back of course, thirty three years old. He's a very good player. Again, another player who's been around the league for a long time. They got Georgie Pointing off Shells, who was a midfield of Shells, but he's playing he'll be playing at right back for um Drada. Is he any good? He's a good player. He, I mean, he's he's one of them players. He'll give it his all. He'll give 100%. Probably lacking in quality a small bit, but he is a player. He'll give 100%. He'll never, he'll never leave the pitch having not given it his all. And I think there's a lot to be said for that in, in football in general. Um, they took Ryan Brennan off us and Dale Rooney as well. They were with us last season, the team that got promoted. Ryan Brennan, fabulous player. And he's a player I didn't really want to see Shells lose. But look, he's gone now, um, and I do I do think if he's fit, fit and firing, he'd be very good for Drogheda. Dale Rooney, a player again, he's not bad, but he's not great. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really think he's up to Premier Division standard. And look at Kamir, I'd love to be proven wrong by him because again, he is a, he was a good player for Chelsea, a good servant. Mm. Like like for me, anyways, he didn't lie a fire to me. He didn't he didn't impress me so, that much. So where are these finishing? Uh, do you reckon? I'd I'd fancy them to finish in the relegation playoff. I'd have them finishing ninth. Um, going forward, they have Adam Foley, who they got off in Harps, thirty-two year old again, been in the league a while. Chris Lyons, former Shells Rovers Bowls player, again, he's a bit of a. He never impressed me too much. I'm like Shania Twain, he never impressed me too much. Um, Killeen's, Killeen Simon, player who's been in the league for as well from Montserrat, is a uh, will be lining out for drug this season. He's not a bad player, but again, I, I do t- I do think it'll be a long season for the drugs. Drugs. I love that. We move on to uh, Dundalk, as we said. Um, new manager Stephen O'Donnell. Dundalk. Dundalk. Um, and a player who left him, and I think it's, it's quite a big one, Sean Murray went to Glenton. He's a good player. He's with Wofford many moons ago. He's a very good player. Um, I think Dundalk. I think Dundalk be alright. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be challenging for the league, but they definitely won't be near the bottom. Their team again. I think they probably need a right back. They look like they'll struggle there. They have Sam Baum from Pats. They took away from Pats. Um, John Mountney as well. And Robbie Benson. And they're going to be the key players for Dundalk this season. There's a bit of aggro there from Pats fans. But at the back, they're as solid as anyone at the back. Andy Boyle, um, Brian Garland, Sam Baum, as we said. These are good players. Daryl Leahy, if he can stay fit. He's an exposed player. If he can stay fit, you would fancy Dundalk to be doing well. Um, and going forward they have Dan O'Kelly Pat Hoban and Macmillan still there as well so where do you have them finishing? I, I have them finishing actually funny enough I have them finishing fifth mid table yeah. I think and I don't think that'd be too bad for them either I think they'd be quietly confident with that quietly happy with that mm. because given kind of the turnover or whatever I, I'd say fifth and a cup run would probably be what I'd expect from Dundalk this season um, Dundalk <laughs> Finn Harps <laughs> You want to fit harps? You want a fucking Bally Buffet? Moving on now to Bally Buffet. <laughs> Finn Harps of Donegal, um, with the best manager in the world, Ali Horgan. Look at Finn Harps, our team. They're just, they're just at this minute, they're just a, a Premier Division stalwart. They always find a way out. They always look like they're dead and buried, and then they just win loads of games. This man, Ali Horgan, League of Ireland legend. Huh? He's like who? I don't know how how who he's like. But he gets this Finn Harps team playing like prime Brazil when they need to. And they win games and they they just turn up. Signs was they have they have a, a Spanish lad who came in, twenty six years of age, Jose Carrillo. Do you know anything about him? No, neither do I. 
Um, he's, seemingly he's very good. You have Errol Alcan from Turkey coming in, twenty seven years of age. Um, other than that, I I, I think I, Finn Harps aren't going to set the league alight. You know what I mean? Their team, they're they're like Burnley for lack of a better, better term. You know what I mean? Oh, I, know yeah. that, I know that's a horrible way to describe <laughs> a team or a person, but they're like Burnley. Um, they have Bastian Harry, of course, with Blip Balls last season. Donegal is definitely like Burnley as well. <laughs> Donegal is God's county. Bastian Harry, of course, with Bowes, um last season didn't really set them alight, and he's up with Finn Harps this season, so hopefully he can get foreign. And then they got Yo Yo Maddy off shells. In a bit of a mad one, so mind you hear this, right? It was his birthday last week, and yeah, Shells put up a post saying, Happy birthday to Yo Yo Maddy, whatever, I think he's 24. And about four hours later, they took that post down uh. and put another post up saying, Thanks to Yo Yo Maddy for his service at Shelbourne, he's signed for Finn Harps. And it took everyone by surprise. Now, I'm a big fan of Yo Yo, he's a good player, he's a very good force vision player. I don't know if he quite has the talent to do in the Premier Division. Again, right. I'd gladly be proven wrong because, he again, he's actually a lovely fella. Another fella who you kind of get, got to know when he's playing with Shells. He's a lovely fella. I'd love for him to do well. I heard he's up and down. Yeah. Oh, because he's a yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope he does really well because he, he, he is a good player. But Where do you have Finn Harps? Oh, I have Finn Harps finishing eight. Eight, because that's where they finished the last two seasons. Right. They did... That is literally their position. Stalwarts. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I mean, if they're staying in the league, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. The football they play isn't great. It is kind of anti-football as well. And they have this kind of mindset of, like, if we can if we can get so many points in the season, we're staying up. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be honest. Uh, moving on now to what will be the eventual winners, unfortunately. Shamrock Rovers, they just have the best team in the league. It looks it's, like it. It's by, it's by a, a country mile as well. I know a lot of these names as well, which is a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> so at the back, they have Sean Hoare, Roberto Lopez, Lee Grace, Sean Cavanagh, who was with Fulham, um, Sean Gannon, ex Dundalk right back, who I've said for years, Sean Gannon has been an underrated player in, in the Premier Division. I, I, I love Sean Gannon. I love watching him because he is so talented. Um, Andy Lyons, of course, signed from Bowles in the summer. Or in the summer, in the winter, yeah. um, bit of a controversial one, but I, I think a lot of Bowles fans are kind of along the lines of he wasn't good enough for us, anyway, so we don't really care. Midfield, they have Chris McCann, yeah, you'll know Chris McCann, Chris McCann, because he played in Premier League with Bournemouth and Wigan. He was with Atlanta in uh, the MLS. He's with DC United. He's thirty four years of age now, so he's definitely slowing down. But again, a good player. You have Richie Tell, ex Dundalk, Brighton and Rotherham player. Of course, mm-hmm. there was a lot of touts for him a long time ago to get a call up for Ireland. Dylan Watts, ex-Balls player, another good young player. Gary O'Neill, had time in England. He was with UCD, 27 years of age. Again, good player. Dan O'Mandrew, 23 years of age. Again, fabulous player. Another ex-Balls player. And then Ronan Finn, who's just been around the league for so long. And I don't mean it in a bad way, because again, great little player. He started his career with Sporting Fingal. And I would love to have an in-depth conversation about Sporting Fingal, because they're an absolute anomaly of the... Of the League of Ireland, but um, they were one of my most hated teams when I first started following Chels, or when when I kind of grew enough knowledge to probably follow them. Um, around two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I fucking despised them, and Ronan Finn was at the heart of them. Where are they now? They're gone. They 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 they're now more. And obviously, Ronan Finn was it with Dundalk as well. He's <laughs> they the just captain. got busted. Yeah, no, they they're gone. They're gone a long time. Like mm. they, I, I remember years ago. One of my earliest memories of watching Shells 
was in a playoff against Spawn and Fingal. So obviously up in Fingal towards the airport. And the pitch is on a, like a track. Um, the players used to not be able to go on the track. I don't know, for whatever reason, they just weren't. And there was a player playing for Spawn and Fingal. A good, good friend of mine, actually, uh, Lorcan Fitzgerald. Good friend in the family. He was, uh, he was actually my dad's favourite footballer for Charles. He um he was playing with Sporting Fingal at the time, mm. and he's a he was a little bollocks. He was a little little bollocks like, and um I remember him screaming at me to give him the ball because he couldn't walk onto the track, and just abuse flying between the two of us. And every time a, a Sporting Fingal player came over to this to to where our fans were standing, they were giving us dogs abuse, and this is what's good about the League of Ireland because it is kind of, it's kind of what's like it's a bit partisan. You know what I mean? It's great and um. That's why I have a real passion for it. And that's I I hated Sporting Fingal. I fucking hate them. But I know if they if I know if they were a team now and I'm the person that I am now, I would secretly love them because they're shit houses. You know what I mean? And they they, they done really well. And obviously, look at they're not doing well anymore because they're not around. But that that's the story. Sporting Fingal moving forward for Rovers. Neil Ferrugia again, ex UCD player. I think he's a doctor now as well. Doctor Neil, um, Graham Bork, Preston, and Aston Villa. I think you've heard of Graham Bork truly. Scored for Ireland. Yeah, I have, yeah. And Aaron Green, again, 32 years of age. He's been around the league a long time. But I think the biggest player for Rovers is Jack Bourne. Cran. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Had his little holiday over in Upwell, Nick Isaiah with Mick McCarthy. Got injured. Mick McCarthy got sacked. And then he was just marooned. He had nothing to do. Jack Bourne's a great player. He's He was here for a while with Rovers. And he tore the league Sunday. He's an absolutely unbelievable footballer and he'll be very good to watch this season and that hurts me saying it but he's a great footballer he, he is, really yeah. is a good footballer Rovers of course will be missing Liam Scales this season who went to Celtic I say they, they'll miss him they won't really but it's a, it's another player gone kind of yeah. but they just have an embarrassment of riches like Mandrew Tell Bourne Graham Bourke like even Ronan Finn Ronan Finn's 34 but he's probably one of the best players in the league still you know what I mean so you're looking at a team who'll just steamroll the league I'd imagine so I have them finishing top. Yeah, which, I think most people say they're going to steamroll the league. Yeah, which is which is a bit annoying. It it is it's kind of irritating because you know what I mean. The league's almost over for it's a ball's kicked. You know what I mean. And look at it. Could turn, Even the league of Ireland is a favourite league. Let's yeah. be honest. It, it could turn out to be false though. It could turn out to be false. Derry could put a challenge in. You know, bows with the attacking options they have. They they might do something. You don't know. What about Shelburne? Ah. Oh. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am so looking forward to this season, Cran. Yeah. I mean, I I can't explain enough. We were robbed in twenty twenty of a season with COVID. You know what I mean? We were really robbed, and it ended up being half a season. And I could get into the semantics of that, but I'm not going to. I am really looking forward to this season under Damien Duff. Pre-season wise, we've had a good pre-season. Um, we've only lost one game, which was funny enough to draw it. It was with, with a weakened team, but we do look quite. I think I think there's I, there's an element of the unknown with Shells, which I think is great because there's so many young players that are signed with us. So Aaron O'Driscoll, 22 years of age, was with Longford last season, signed from Mansfield. He's a very he's a very talented player and a very exciting prospect. You have Shane Griffin who won the Cup of Pats last season. He's on board with Shells now. Connor Kane who was with Drottenham last season. He's only young as well. Luke Bourne, the captain of Shelbourne, he was um, with Bowles once upon a time. To be honest with you, since he's come to Shells, he's been one of my favourite players. He's an absolute, he's a leader. You know what I mean? He's a he's a big big game player, and I really do I really do rate him. We have Cameron Ledwich, who's a young left back. 
who was with us last season as well himself and J.R. Wilson he's coming from Southampton and Ledwidge is a good footballer um, I, I, he will be back at Southampton somewhere I think J.R. Wilson who for me was player of the season last season he, he, he'll start for us this season we got two young lads from Bowes Gavin Malloy and Jack Moylan Jack Moylan sorry um, both only 20 years of age so they're kind of, you're kind of looking at them for the future a lot of people in our question box on Instagram touted Jack Moylan for this season saying that he will be a good prospect this season so I'm looking forward to seeing him JJ Loney who was with us last season we signed A. Dervin and Mark Coilcran from Longford and Finn Harps and Mark Coyle and I know you're listening to the off the ball preview Mark Coyle man I'm really looking forward to watching him this season he's a little shithouse he's a good player though he's a very talented player and he's not afraid to get stuck in and I think Shells will need players like this this season you know what I mean Brian McManus 20 years of age again Rovers and Bowes Rovers and Bowes Rovers and Bowes were after him they didn't get him thankfully Jordan McAniff coming from Arsenal 21 years of age Um, he's had a, he's had a bit of a tough time with injuries but the general consensus around him is that he's a very talented player and if you can get him fit and if you can get him firing you're looking at a good prospect I think up front is where Shells will struggle you have Stanley who came in from Solihull last season he had three games and he scored one goal last season now in saying this he got a hat-trick against UCD in a 5-2 win in pre-season you can't read too much in the pre-season now but he is a talented player Shane Farrell Shell stalwart he's been with us a long time Dan Carr coming from Rovers and in his time at Rovers he had 57 games 15 goals and 9 assists now that's not necessarily lighting the world on fire mm. but he is I think he'll be a decent player he's better than what you have Sean Boyd coming in from Finn Harps again ex-Rovers player he's been I think he's had a few injuries in his career and he's kind of struggled that way um, and lastly Dan Hawkins young Welsh lad come from Salford 11 games and one goal last season he's not bad um, he's not a bad player but it it just I'm fascinated by this team I'm fascinated to see how we get on next season if you're going to ask me where I think Shells are finished I, I, I'll, I'll take 7th right now 7th stay up mid table and push on next season you know hopefully build something I'd love a cup run I'd it, love a it cup looks run like a very young team to me yeah like Absolutely I don't nice. see a player under 27 years of age or 28 years of age there's, there's not many of them I yeah. think the only ones you have Clarkie in goal who's 36 years of age he's, he's been around a long time Dan Carr is 27 and then uh, Luke Bourne the captain he's 28 but the likes of even Griffin Griffin's 27 as well um, A. Dervin Mark Coyle they've been around the League of Ireland saying a long time especially Coyle who's 24 now they have experience in, in other kind of in they bring experience in a different way to what age would bring it because they have experience in the Premier Division. So yeah. you're looking at players who will hopefully do very well for us this season. But if you're asking me where we'll finish, I'll say seventh and I'll be absolutely delighted with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so what, what do you think about Duffer Cran? Former Chelsea player, of course. Yeah, it's hard to know whether he's going to get relegated or whether he'll keep shells up or whether he'll do well, maybe get them into Europe. But I think that the plan for him is probably to keep them up this season and build from there. Mm. Um, but I think he's at he's are okay for investment in that, aren't you? Oh yeah, there's yeah. a few quid there. I think yeah. yeah so yeah, it'd be I'd say you stay up this season. Mm. But uh, I was just seeing there, Kevin Cheedy was manager at Waterford, mm. and that hasn't really worked out for them. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I I think the thing I'm really interested in is you don't know what it's going to be like, and. 
I, Mar- Ian Morris, of course, was the Shells manager last season, and he was the manager that got us up a couple of seasons ago. And he could probably feel hard done by yeah. about getting get losing his job, or whatever. But the thing that I like about about it is it's different in the sense of with Ian Morris, you knew exactly what you were going to get, and he wasn't a bad manager at all. But you knew exactly it was going to be hoof ball, sit in the fend and try and grind the result out. And that again, we said it earlier about Harps, that works at times. You know what I mean? But with Duffer, I'm excited to see him because I think he has got a, a certain type of football that he wants to play. And I'm just very interested to see him, see how he gets on. We move on now to Sligo Rovers. Who... Never been to Sligo. I'd, I'd love to go to Sligo. Sligo's meant to be lovely now. Who've lost Johnny Kenny to Celtic. who got 11 goals and one assist in 32 games from last season. Which I know might sound great, but it, it is it is quite decent. John Mahan as well to St. Johnston, who was... A stalwart from last season. Um, they've brought in Paddy Kirk from Longford, who's again he's not a bad player at all. They brought in Nando Pianka from Rio Ave. Fuck. Um, a mixture of a new, I think he's New Zealand and Holland descent. He's not a bad player. Um, Cheeky Nando's. <laughs> you would hope you would hope he um, for for Sligo that he does well. Another player they brought in is Adam McDonald, twenty four years of age from Bournemouth. Our friends at Bournemouth. Oh, wow. Um, Ex-Shells player. And there was a lot of talk of him coming back to Shells, but never came to fruition. Yeah, I, I, I'm i excited. I'm excited for Sligo because I, I don't think they're... Like, I, I don't see them going down. I don't see them going down, but I don't necessarily see them challenging too much either. I think, like Shells and Dundalk, they'll probably just be mid-table, which, again, there's nothing there's nothing really wrong with that in the sense of... Especially for Shells in the sense, like, we're only coming up, so you need to kind of stabilise yourself, stabilize yourself there. Um, a player to look out for by the way just real quick is Will Fitzgerald 22 years of age came from Derry um, he could be very good for Sligo this season hopefully hopefully for them he has kind of a Johnny Kenny impact in the sense of you know he got a move to Celtic so obviously he was decent yeah. but we move on now Cran, to um, the cup holders beating Bowles in a penalty show in the Aviva in November St. Patrick St. Patrick's Athletic <laughs> Um, obviously we talked about the manager Tim Clancy there a few minutes ago um, there's been a lot of comings and goings with Pats in, in the off season with Benson, Mountie and Bowen all gone, to Dun- all gone to Dundalk Matty Smith as well went to Derry so they've lost a few players but they brought in Owen Doyle I don't know if you know Owen Doyle Irish striker he, was, he played in the league one for a long time um, has been in England for an even longer time with Bolton and a few other teams his record, Cran, in the league too, it's quite impressive. So he has 132 games played, 57 goals and 12 assists. So he's averaging a goal contribution nearly one in two games, you know what I mean? Which is very prolific. In league one, he has 121 games played, scored 51 goals and 16 assists. So again, very impressive signing. Um, another signing for Pats was Tunde Olabi, 26 years of age. Um, 30 games last season 10 goals and 1 assist again Finn Harps will be missing him big time because that, that's a lot of that's a lot of output for, for a player Finn Harps other players to look out for Giff Forrest of course former Peterborough player another good player, player. scored a great goal in the final as well yeah. against Bowles I rate Giff Forrest mm, very good player I think he's with Bowles as well yeah. um, Dara Bourne's only 19 years of age he's another fabulous player and Jamie Lennon as well so they have kept a good few players we talked about this lad last week on the podcast, Cran James Abankwe, who's gone to Udinese. He will be on loan with Pats until June, until his contract starts over there in Italy. You don't know what to expect for Pats this season. 
because last season was kind of unexpected as well in the sense of O'Donnell new manager you don't know what to get you're going to get from him they win the cup final you know what I mean they finished second like they they've had a very good season by the way sorry Sligo finished third last season not fourth they had a fabulous season last season they've kept Paddy Barrett again very good player um, Anto Breslin from Bowes they've, they've gotten as well so I think I, I think it'd be a good season for Pats I'm not sure what to expect I think for me in any ways top three is what I'm going with yeah I mean they've changed manager though haven't they mm. so yeah I'd say they could finish mid-table yeah potentially but, yeah. potentially and I, I do think I do think they have enough quality for me in any ways to finish higher up, up the league but it, it does remain to be seen mm. you know and the last last but not least is uh, UCD who hate co- the college <laughs> one of the good things about UCD is that they used to sell pot noodle at the games together because like student eats pot noodles you know what I mean kind of tying into themselves but I don't imagine UCD being up to an awful lot this season I have them finishing last to be honest yeah but you can't expect an awful lot from them when you're, they're competing with the likes of Rovers and Derry and even Pats you know what I mean it will be tough for UCD but yeah, that that's it now. Really, I'll, I'll I'll go on to the I'll go on to the Instagram real quick, Grant. <laughs> As he has no notes on you, CD. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, a few a few predictions from the from the OnlyFans faithful. We have a young young player, Adam Fanny. He goes to Manute as well, actually. Funny enough, Shells fan, and one of his predictions for the season coming is Gary Deegan getting sent off for driving against Shells. And Gary Deegan inf- infamously was with Shells in the season we went down. Bit of a troublemaker. He's a bit of a hard man. By all accounts, I'm sure he's a nice fellow. I don't know. I don't know him that well. But um, yeah, he, he kind of left a bit of a sour taste in um, in the shells and shells fans in general. Like they were kind of a bit aggrieved. Like I think for a captain of the club to leave the club as soon as they go down, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No loyalty at all. You know, jumping off the van, like jumping off the ship as it's sinking. Yeah. We have Eno of course, of course, who was a massive Bowers fan, massive League of, League of Ireland fan. He was after filling this up. To be fair to him, thanks for, thanks for that. He says Rovers are gonna win it. Dundalk and Derry uh, will finish behind them. Dundalk for the cup, so that would be Europe. He said bottom would be UCD and draw it in the playoffs, which I think is I think we said the same. He said players to watch Paul Doyle off Dundalk. Yeah, good signer for Dundalk actually, and it's one of them where you know playing in the first division last season, but he has obviously got the pedigree to get a move to Dundalk if he's if he's good enough to play. I mean, if he plays well enough in the fourth division, he obviously gets moved to Dock, and yeah, he definitely won't watch. He says Jamie Mullins and Promise off of Bowes. Do you know Promise on Cherry? I have heard him. Yeah, they, uh, I think, I think, Ian, I think Ian calls him Promalu Lukaku. <laughs> hopefully, that's a bit of a fucking stretch. That is. <laughs> he says um, players to watch a bank off Pats. Yeah, of course. You know, look, you got to move to Udinese as well. He said Doctor Neil Ferrugia if he stays fit. Jack Moylan off shells and Dawson Devoy, who we talked about length there as well. He's gonna have a promising season, you'd imagine. Um, and Ian says he loves the League of Ireland because it shares the same love and interest as other Bows fans. And I think in the sense of politics, and that that's a good kind of Bows are very good for that in the culture sense where they they kind of get it, they just get it, and the marketing is very good for them. That was Ian, and a lot of people kind of said the same thing of. For a League of Ireland, it is very, very family oriented. You know what I mean? It is. It does feel like a family. And speaking speaking personally now, and it's it's not something I've ever discussed on this. And I didn't really. I mean, I don't really particularly like talking about it in general. But when when my dad passed away a couple of years ago, um, 
we were massive Shells fans and I remember going to watch Shells and Talker for the longest time for the longest time and some of my best memories are there and bear in mind we, we, we were playing first division football for a lot of it so it was, it was awful but some of the memories I have with my dad and Talker like they last me forever and this is the reason why I love Shells and, um, and I love the League of Ireland in general and yeah there's there's a there's a plaque on the wall where we used to stand and talk as well so save talk apart for anyone that's listening um it means it means an awful lot to me personally and yeah it, they look at the club have helped me through through helped myself and dave the whole family through a lot and look at the respect they paid to my dad means an awful lot and that's why i love shell and that's why i love the league of Ireland. but yeah <laughs> I'd say, Andy, I felt completely out of my debt there for the last 30 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> my throat's a bit from talking. I'm not going to lie. It could be from you coughing my face as well, but we'll get over it. So, that's it, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day from the Potato Wadge Studio. The Potato Wadge. We hope you have a fantastic evening or morning, wherever you're watching, or afternoon mm-hmm. for that matter. Thanks for listening, and just real quick, um, we're, <laughs> we're an hour and 50 minutes into this record, so. To anyone who put into that, any of the boxes that I didn't shout out, don't be discouraged. It's just because time was marching on. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks as always for listening. We do really appreciate all the support. Be sure to follow Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. Give us a rating on Spotify, actually. Yeah. If you can. A five-star rating, I got please. some fella in the chipper to do with you tonight after a few gargles. Yeah. Lovely fella. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it there so. We'll leave it there so, baby. <laughs>